Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Manchester is Red podcast for a special edition that we've got guests on this week's programme. It's Simon Peach, Press Association. Good morning, sir. Morning. We're PA Media now. We've rebranded. PA Media rebranded. Uh, and I'm also joined by Tyro Marshall. Hello. Uh, we're in Bruges now, ahead of Manchester United's game against Club Bruges tomorrow night. Um, in terms of, we'll get on to Bruges shortly, but the uh, the bigger topic of the week has obviously been the win against Chelsea. Simon, I imagine you were watching this on your holiday, your mini vacation in, in Sweden. Yeah. Uh, were you gusted not to be at Stamford Bridge? Or? Uh, it would have been nice to be there. I'll be honest it was also nice to walk around Gothenburg for the day and not have to worry about football but no I, uh, I managed to find a now TV login and watch it so I watched all the sky coverage and Roy Keane's hilarious uh, treble winners Which, Liverpool yeah, 11 uh, possibly more entertaining than the game yeah I, I thought from what I saw in between playing cards and drinking beer was um, a a decent United performance I think they could have done better in the first half they got a bit it was just a bit of a poor first half from, from what I could see the, the cross was great it's what Aaron Wampasaka needs to do a lot more of um, he showed quick feet which we don't see that much of we obviously see he's excellent at reading tackles but not really quick feet when he's in possession um, but that clipped cross which we have seen before uh, and really nice finish from Martial and then the second half yeah look there was some VAR decisions that you know it got the, the good the good fortune out of it, or however you want to put it but um, thought it was a deserved win and uh, something to build on it just it has to be built on because it's so boring and <laughs> tedious this whole oh good result oh slightly worse result bottom out again start again response because that's one thing that social outside have done is respond to setbacks but they just can't they just can't it almost feels inevitable it. that Watford are going to yeah. get a draw on Sunday or nobody yeah, would be yeah. surprised if Watford got yeah, a draw yeah it wouldn't anyway. be a surprise if United win or get a score draw uh, in Bruges then draw against Watford and it's like oh you know we'll build on this we'll move on and then they'll bottom out and it's just so boring at, at the risk of getting overly optimistic two of their next three games are against Club Bruges who seem eminently beat, beatable they're coming up against relegation for possibly in Watford they haven't won four games on the spin all season so by that logic they won't do it over the next week <laughs> I mean probably not no and it, it is it is repetitive but the, there is just no consistency they just cannot build up ahead of steam we've had these results so many times and then they just they just can't build on it there is no there's been no momentum all season every time you think they're building up ahead of steam they throw in a poor result and, and lose it and it shows the record I think Toscar's now won three away games at Chelsea in his time at the club he's won two away at Manchester City this season yet they're still where they are in the league with their lowest points total in, in three decades Frank Lampard's his patsy at this rate he's... <laughs> it seems that way yeah he's, he's got Lampard's number and uh, I mean Simon's right the, the first 44 minutes of that game was just a bit meh wasn't it it was yeah. just it was very tepid the quality very. was really really poor the quality in the final third we were talking on the train here and said it for the first 44 minutes it felt like two teams with central strikers who just weren't fit for those roles for those teams in the end Martial came good that was a fantastic header Misi Batshuayi was just absolutely shocking and amazed he survived that long on the pitch well, I, I watched 
some of the highlights back and what they said on Sky, uh, Martin Tyler seems to suggest that it was a mixed reception for Giroud. Yet mm. from our perspective, it sounded like a lot of Chelsea fans were cheering Matt Batshuayi off and cheering the fact that Giroud was coming on because he's a better striker. Yeah. But it's by the by, with um, Marshall Simon, mm. his, his record as a number nine this season, I think it's now 13 goals and 25 starts, which... It's pretty, it's pretty decent going, but there is an, there's an element about him that just doesn't seem to convince as a number nine. Do you still think that they should be pursuing yeah. going ahead and with him as number nine? Or they need another striker, clearly. But he, I think Martial epitomises Man United, capable of brilliance, but just so irritatingly inconsistent yeah. and flaky. Um, he's got all the attributes on the field to be a, an excellent player. You just, he, he just seems to drift sometimes. There's some games where he's just non-existent, and you wonder what's going on. What's, why is he not impacting the game? It's it, again, frustration is a word that we could use time and time again. But he is capable of such greatness, and that that makes it that much irksome. We cannot have you on here without mentioning the exceptional performance of Luke Shaw, <laughs> who uh, has become a. Re- I, I know he played in about three against Barcelona last season. He scored an unfortunate own goal, but he has looked genuinely impressive there. I think he's arguably got better with every performance he's played in the back three, to the point where certainly, I mean, you, you're not embedded in the England camp, but you're covering them very closely. Looking from the outside, he seems pretty well placed to get back into that squad now. I mean, they're not going to play the back three every time, but is it, that, that could turn out to be the strongest position, possibly. When I, I mean, I, for those that are uninitiated in uh, the Luke Shaw joke that Samuel goes with, I'm somebody that am a Southampton fan and have covered Luke Shaw all the way through, both with England, Southampton and now, and now Man United. So I understand his game and is uh, what about uh, about him a little bit more than most I suggest but you know what I'd, makes him tick yeah I, and I no. wouldn't I wouldn't have ever seen him playing in that kind of left of a centre back but it's a quite it's been quite a smart move to move in there especially when you've got Brandon Williams who doesn't have that defensive uh, discipline yet discipline probably is just the word with yes. Brandon yeah. <laughs> uh, he loves a yellow card he's probably up for his fifth booking soon in the Premier League he's got that many yeah he's he, yeah, he must be. He got books again the other night. Yeah, exactly. He? I did see that bit. Um, it's, I wonder if Sheffield United have inspired, not inspired, but Solskjaer has looked at them and gone, okay, they've got overlapping centre-backs. It's a slightly different model, but if you can get someone that can also support down the left side and be a solid defensive presence, it's going to work pretty well. It's worked well for Sheffield United and it looks, he, it allows him to get up the field, but also when he's coming back, that defensive responsibility. And he has looked good and he looks fit. He, he's a player that always needs four or five games to get going and I think uh, he knows that he he needed to, to kick on a bit and with England Gareth Southgate brought him into the squad when he wasn't playing under Jose Mourinho and I, I asked him about that and he said that was, it was Germany away 2017 I think and he said it's we wanted to show that we were supporting him well there, there's only many, so many times you can support someone before they have to support themselves and I think Gareth has in the last few call-ups gone there's people ahead of you it's not you're not in my thinking but you've got to prove to me that you deserve to be in there and if he can show adaptability at the left of a back three uh, which Gareth might go back to and the yeah. left wing back uh, left and, and be a capable left back at a time when Danny Rose is not pulling up trees and Ben Chilwell's form dropped off mm. then yeah he should have a chance to get back in it's interesting what you say just on that on the back three because every time I've seen United play that system they tend to play it against the bigger teams they don't play it I don't think as a traditional back three 
with wing backs. The right side seems to be fairly traditional, but mm. it, it's almost like this, especially the case at Anfield, and it looked the case again the other night that they almost play two left backs at times. And it sure will yeah. will move yeah, right yeah. across <clears throat> at times and get behind Williams. And other times they'll have two left wing backs in a way, and that Williams mm. will stay wide and sure will make those runs up the pitch. There was a couple of occasions on Monday when they were both in quite advanced positions. So it's interesting about Sheffield United and, and taking inspiration from that because it doesn't look a traditional back three. Right. I think they've played it against six teams this season looked at it Chelsea twice Liverpool um, City and then Sheffield United Partizan Belgrade and randomly Tranmere Rovers uh, so biggest win of the season mate yeah <laughs> exactly exactly so there, there is a certain winning formula about mm. it and as Simon alluded to Ty um, with Wambasaka's cross it was only his second assist of the season mm. but that that was proper old fashioned wing play yeah. it, it shows you that I mean Solskjaer touched upon it in the press conference after, afterwards that they are working on that mm. he does need to do that more do you think he will do you think his ceiling is high enough that he can emulate someone like Alexander Arnold to has effectively become possibly in some ways the most important attacker in, in let's face it the best club team in world football I think that it's going to be difficult to reach those levels going forward but I think he's certainly got improvement in him I mean the two crosses he's put in for goals this season against Newcastle I think yeah, on, on Rashford, Day and, yeah. and this one have both been really good crosses I mean it was a ball into a great area on Monday night and needed Martial to, to do a lot of work but continuing his own play in the box mm. to pick him out was was brilliant he, he seems to like that trick as well that created the goal with that little sort of back heel yeah. and then trying yeah. to dart away and, and use his yard of pace I think there's still more finesse to his attacking game to, to come and you'd like to see him just sort of use his pace more and just knock it past the fullback and and run and throw in crosses from deeper as well but there's got to be potential there we always hear that he used to be a winger so they obviously saw something in him to, to play him on the wing for so long in, in Crystal Palace's academy team so there's got to be something there going forward as, as a long term if this was to become a long term formation as three at the back you would have to see more from him fairly quickly I think yeah. as a yeah. wing back because I think that's where that's where this formation falls down for me at the moment and that the wing backs don't provide enough Not as full backs you may be just about okay as wing backs I don't think they provide enough just yet but there's definitely potential there and occasions like Monday night and putting crosses in like that and beating a man like that can only give him confidence going forward he'll be in the English squad would you think one percent no you don't think no no, 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 no. It's just it's the it's the. It's so the they've position. got Trippier. Well, Walker's out of the picture. Trippier, Trippier, Trent Alexander, Trent Arnold. Alexander Arnold. Look, Trippier's injured. Reece James, isn't they like Reece James. They like Reece James. It's the position where they've got the most depth. Um, Gareth Southgate says Walker isn't completely ruled out, but <laughs> it, it <laughs> seems <laughs> like he's completely ruled out. I don't think yeah. he completely ruled out Chris Smalling at any point. Although <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't. I'd, Do worse. I, I think Is it Steve Holland went to watch him in Rome. Gareth Southgate and Steve Holland went to. Yeah. Watch him in Rome in December so that's probably a bad example because I do have a sneaky suspicion that he might or he's, he'd be under consideration for this squad um, but going back to the right back Wan-Bissaka he was in the first squad of the season um, he had to pull out I think it was a back issue mm. um, and he hasn't got back in since um, did they look at take a dim view of that um, I don't know I don't know sometimes but that's that's the thing and I don't want to uh, say too much but that is part of Gareth Southgate's thinking 
is to do with how the players react to medical treatment, not in terms of their response in recovery, but how they react. Are they funny saying, oh, I don't want to do this. This is not what I do at my club. They, he wants people that buys into it. So that's the same with the, the media side of things. If you're doing an interview, you're doing an interview with all one. If you, if Harry Kane's going to have his knee looked at, which is a bit sore, you're going to have your ankle looked at. I don't care how you do it at your club. And the people that come back are the ones that kind of get pushed aside or the people that pull out because back in the England squads of days gone by, certainly the Fergie era, um, plenty of players were for that squad and that doesn't really happen anymore unless it is a proper injury. So, yeah, I, I don't think... I, I really do think Aaron Wabsack will have an England career and hopefully a successful one, but just whether he has time to, to force his way into the reckoning before the Euros, maybe Trippier injury will be that chance, but we'll see. But he's... He's going to take two right backs to the Euros, you'd think. Yeah, look, he he needs he likes versatility in his squad, so that's why when you mentioned about Luke Shaw potentially pushing his way back that's, in, yeah, that kind of made sense. Someone he's known through the ranks, a player that both likes that the player likes Southgate and the Southgate likes the player, so that versatility helps because Ashley Young wouldn't have been in that squad for 2018. I was there, I shouldn't know. Um, if he wasn't versatile enough to play further up the field and both sides so maybe we'll see it's, it's, it's an interesting one it's, the squad I really couldn't call at the moment how it's going to look yeah um, and on the United squad uh, and you're talking about centre-halves or forgotten centre-halves at United like Chris Smalling uh, Eric Bailly mm. Beckenbauer yeah Bailly Bauer <laughs> uh, it, it was it was like the, the Bailly of old as in mm. like his his first month when he literally was man the match in pretty much every game do you know I think that's fun- <laughs> it's funny though that Man United players if you look at who wins player of the month at Man United the first month or two of every new player's career they win it and he won it the first off. two months by it, he won it the first yes. two months yeah. Daniel James. Alexis Sanchez won it for his first month of May United, I believe. Yeah. The January cry, cracking. He must have played twice. I think yeah. he, well, he definitely got two man of the matches. Yeovil, yeah, he probably got man of the matches. But yeah. I mean, it's just sorry. I just I it's, it's just an amusing <laughs> trend. The shortlist, I think, for August or September was the three new signings. Yeah, yeah, season, it probably it? would have been. Yeah, yeah, they were probably the three best performers at mm. that time. Um, with Bay, I suppose when he plays that well, you think, well, that's he's a snipper. That thirty million yeah. that they paid Villarreal uh, nearly four years ago now but of course he's he's given the impression that he's made of glass that, that's to be the challenge now for him is that literally he has just got to stay fit probably for a year yeah easily I mean he, he he had a bit of a shaky start on Monday night but he really grew into the game and, and he was excellent to the point where you could easily see him quickly displacing Victor Lindelof as Maguire's long term partner if he stays fit I mean it feels quite incredible that he's still only 25 yes to me yeah. it feels like I know he was, he was young when United signed him but he's had so many injury problems and so much has gone on that it feels like he's kind of a he's a aged player. in his yeah, time yeah, out yeah, and yeah. yeah yeah 25 for a centre half there's, there's a very long career there he's probably not yet reached his prime but he, he does need to be starting games his record over recent seasons I think it's only 60 that's the 67th league start for United maybe and his, his record in recent seasons is is really poor for starts and that is the issue now that he needs to stay fit He's he got this two year extension activated I mean they can't be looking at another new contract just yet he needs a long spell of staying fit maybe until the middle of next season and if he does stay fit and does perform to that level then I've no doubt that he probably will displace Lindelof as, as Maguire partner but that's that's the challenge for him now to, to be doing this week in week out Do you think United still need a centre-half in the summer a new one given Rojo's out on loan and they'd love to get rid of him Smalling's out on loan he'd, he'd quite like to, like to go. go to Rome yeah. uh, permanently I don't um, think why <laughs> 
<laughs> Lindelof's form has been patchy. Maguire, okay, is, 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 has been a half decent sign. He's not been too spectacular. By is brittle. Uh, Tunzibi has become very, very injury prone yeah. as well. I think I'm missing someone out here. Phil Jones, yeah, uh, who can be very injury prone, but has been fit for pretty much most of the season. Yeah. and only played eight times. I think there's, I think there's bigger, more concerning issues in the squad than mm. than signing a centre back. The concern is they're all injury prone. But if you add Maguire, Lindelof, Baye, Twanzibi, and Shaw, maybe yeah, as an course, insurance yeah. Yeah. option, and somebody can play in a back three, and maybe Phil Jones is your fifth choice slash sixth choice as well. Then I don't think there's, I don't think there's. It's not a pressing priority. No, it's not a pressing priority when there are pressing priorities yeah. in, in other areas. I, I was, I was playing devil's advocate there. So I must, <laughs> I must admit. Um, so we are obviously in, in Bruges um, not, not the film but in Bruges for mm. the Europa League uh, you're off to the Club Bruges I think is the pronunciation or, or I need to more or less. spell it I need to find what our company star got yeah with what the style is whether it's two G's and an E or, or G-E-S um, th- this seems like n- not exactly a cakewalk for United but it is a very kind draw compared to some of the other draws that other clubs have had um, how do you just how do you see the game going? Look, I, I, I think United would be foolish to underestimate Bruges. I know last time they, they came here, they ran a mop with Memphis Depay. Um, was it a hat-trick? Was it, it was a hat-trick for Rooney, yeah. It was a hat-trick. Didn't Memphis Depay play well? This was before uh, I cared about May United because I was... Uh, I think, not, I think, I I think was, Depay, I Depay started and, and Herrera was the number 10 because they, they Obviously, there was uncertain, uncertainty over who United's number 10 should be at that time. Well, it shouldn't have been under Herrera no. at any point. Thanks for um, they have sold some key players over the last year, most of them to Aston Villa, it feels like. Um, but they did do well in the Champions League group stage. They they pushed Real Madrid very, very close. Yes, yeah, they did. Um, I think they pushed PSG close at home as well. So yeah. it's... Did, it they, was, did they draw at Madrid? Or did Madrid, they beat? 2-0 no, Yeah, they were 2-0 up. That's it, yeah. So, so it's a really... I think they'd be foolish to underestimate hmm. them and assume this would be okay. Well, I mean, anyone that watched the last year Europa League campaign when it got to the... The, the round of or the knockout rounds United weren't good in any games no. they just bludgeon teams and they don't have Henrik Mkhitaryan <laughs> this time to score those goals in random away games yeah. so it'll be a real interesting test and I'm not sure what the atmosphere is like at this ground you, you it, it can yeah, it can be quite intense it can be quite lively um, I think because people maybe people where they've seen in Bruges they, they think Belgian people are quite mild-mannered and mm. they, they're not that fiery but this, the stadium does generate a pretty good atmosphere and that was in a game where as you said they were getting whipped 4-0 yeah so it'll be as I said I think it's going to be a challenge but it's one that United should go through because they've got the home game second so score draw I know it's not a sexy result but it's not a bad result either Drew home and away with Galatasaray in that Champions League group as well which suggests they've got something about them they're a long way clear in Belgium I think they've lost once in the league all season so a definite correspondent wary of (laughs) quick look on soccer base this morning (laughs) we're all all doing our research (laughs) all doing our research last minute um, I, I, I suppose there's not t- team news wise there's not a lot really to debate going into this if Romero starts you'd think we're not going to be seeing De Gea at all in the knockout stage are we no but you know what happens as soon as you get to the semi-final stages the question is oh, who will be in go in the final so yeah Romero should play um, he's a great keeper you need to keep him happy he does seem pretty satisfied at May United I know maybe it's just the fact that he's had a career of being in and out of smaller sides so he's he's Got happy prestige to, yeah he, it's, it's not a bad I know Man United aren't what they once were but it's not a bad position to be in it isn't and we're not in a bad 
our position to be here in Bruges either. Simon, Ty, thank you ever so much for your time. Uh, hope you enjoyed this very, very uh, roughly recorded podcast here in Bruges in the lobby of our hotel. Uh, please like and subscribe the Manchester is Red podcast if you get a chance to do that. Rich Fay will be back presenting as per normal next week. Thank you.